Hello, kings and queens out there. Welcome to Nubian Queens Talk. I am your host, Queen Yolanda Mitchell, and we are back on this topic again with my very own friend, Queen Rehanan Fisher. She's back again. As we talked last episode about her drug addiction and um, how it affected her and in the different phases that she went through and why she got um, on drugs and how it happened, what triggered it. And we ended off her telling her story and her testimony about her going to church and finding Christ um, and in how she was delivered and got to a better place in her life. And she also talked about, um, you know, how it was such a blessing to her that she found Christ. And so now we're going to talk about her new life as it began her new life began because you know hey this is a whole other life it's a whole other chapter in her life from being on drugs all of these uh, all this all these years and through all the things she's went through and then coming to a place you know of now getting have been off the drugs and now life starts all over again a new life you know a new life with christ and a new life that she had to start back over, start over again with a new life of not being on any drugs and then just trying to start from where she's at and moving forward. Although she went through all the pain, not saying the pain went away, not saying all of the thoughts went away, not saying that everything she went through in her past with her, her dad, uh, with her brother and her sister passing like back to back, back to back, back to back, you know, um, not saying all that is um, null and void, not saying all that disappeared out of her life and she forgot about it. It's just that saying that she had these things that she went through. Now it's time to get some help and move forward with that in a healthy, healthy way. And now we got her back on the podcast to go back into details. I'm um, not to go back, but to go into details about her new life. Now her new life began. Thank you, Queen Rehannon, for getting um on the line with us. Thank you for um getting ready to, you know, share more of your life story. Last week was awesome. Oh my goodness, it was just awesome. Thank you for sharing that with us. So now we're gonna start with your new life began. So you can go into details and tell us from that time when you know you said your new life began, what was that like for you? Well as I started this new life of sobriety, um, I could remember getting out of rehab and I couldn't sleep because how does a person sleep without drugs? I didn't know how to do that. Um, I would take like Unisom or, or whatever that could help, but it, it wouldn't help. Um, I would get right. up at four o'clock in the morning and I would be wide awake. So I would always call my mom always and we would talk on the phone for hours and i'm in indiana you know she's in florida i haven't seen her in three years i hadn't spoken to her while i was in active addiction um there was no relationship but the moment she answered the phone she was invested with everything she had in um being there for me investing mm -hmm. herself in my future and what it was going to be and I never understood like how how can she be so positive all the time it, it was almost like those first couple weeks before I, I came to Florida for the visit I didn't understand I didn't understand how 
she could be that positive and never be negative. And after all of this stuff that happened to me, this happened to my mom. She lost two children. If I lost Why? my two children, I don't know how it would. I don't know how I could make it in life, let alone right. be positive and thankful for Come everything on. that God. So I'm seeing this in her, and of course I want it, but it doesn't even feel real. It's like, how can a person right. do that? So right. you know. And that's, she opened the door and was like, come visit me in Florida. And like I had mentioned prior, you know, I went to that church and, um, I, in that moment, it was deliverance for me. It was healing. It was mm -hmm. God setting me free from this bondage of addiction mm -hmm. and that didn't right. make life easy. Right? right. So this was the first time I had been away from my daughter, destiny and my son, miles, um, and I was getting all this hate towards me from their dads. You know, I was married for seven years and Kate and I had our son um, in 2015. And they they were so mad at me. Like, how dare I go visit my mom for a week in Florida and leave, leave the kids and be away from them. And, you know, I wasn't ever away from them. I was in active addiction, but I was functioning and I took care of them. Right. So I'm in Florida. We're not like going to the beach or anything my mom is just there for me and listens to every word that i have to say and i wasn't being rational on really anything i was saying or or my behavior or the way i held myself i just sat back looking back at it all i did was complain i complained about everything oh i mean mm -hmm. it's almost embarrassing I complained every car ride that we had I would just complain about something the entire time and my mom took that in at that time she took it in and she allowed me to speak freely and openly without any judgment so all these would cross my mind and I before I would think I would say them out loud and mm -hmm. in. And, and to me, that's crazy. And, and of course, I would do that for my children. Now, being sober for so long, of course, I would do that for my kids. But it took right. my mom investing into me with everything she has and forcing me to go to church. I didn't feel comfortable. It wasn't an option. I was going to go to church. And you know what? God set me oh. free that night. Completely, totally free. And it's like, Jesus. okay, well, I have good friends and they really want us to, to visit their church. And it's a really big church. And I know so many people there and I think we should go. And in that moment, you know, I'm rolling on the Holy ghost. Like I'm filled, like, let's go, let's go to church. And um, <laughs> so visually I see a, something. So I'm, in this church, and I like to sit up front. I don't want to be distracted from anything. I want to sit up front. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Praise and worship was going, and you know, God was moving in my heart and my soul, and I'm surrendering. And I have this vision of God like holding me up from behind, like He has His arms around me from the back, and He's lifting mm -hmm. me up. And Come on, crying out, thank God, like, thank you, I need this. And he said, if you trust me and move to Florida, I will restore your children to you. And I'm, Jesus, oh, God. I'm like, there's no way, like, I can't leave my kids. I, I can't hardly function, you know, without them for a week. Like, how could I leave my kids? Like, there's no way. And, uh, you know, I, I was 
I was on it. I was not going to listen to God. That was in my head. It wasn't real. But I'm telling you, like, I heard it in my heart, in my soul. My body was shaking because I'm hearing God's voice. And he's telling me mm. what he would do if I follow him. And to leave your Come children, on. I mean, it sounds, it sounds crazy. So, mm-hmm. you know, of course, I on what happens in, like, God's holding me up and like, I can do it this time. I've done it in the past where I was sober for a little bit and then relapsed and, you know, got back on drugs. I knew those, that week that I was here in Florida, that I wasn't going to relapse, that, that God giving me, you know, a new life, a new opportunity. That Mm -hmm. doesn't mean recovery Mm -hmm. easy, you know, just because I, those moments with God, I was still struggling. I was struggling internally. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, mm-hmm. everything that I had, you know, covered up with drugs was like on the surface. And I'm like, how do I deal with this? And thank God for my mom, because here she is mm-hmm. again, you know, building me. And she's telling me, Rhiannon, if, if you follow God's word, he will do that for you. And I'm like, how though? How, how am I going to get my kids to Indiana with me, you know, I'm a drug addict that, you know, their dads aren't going to just like let, let him come with me. But I went back home and I realized that there was a peace here in Florida that I had never felt in my life. And I don't mm-hmm. know if it's associated with, you know, what it was, but there was a peace. Mm-hmm. My, my soul was settled. I can remember waking up and sitting on my mom's porch and looking at the beauty of nature. Like it was like the first time I had ever seen fall leaves. It it was mm-hmm. the color so radiant. It, I was like seeing clear for the first time in so long. Wow. I got back home. I you know was trying to settle into life and working a program an intensive outpatient program with the rehab facility I was at and I went to the grocery store one night with my kids and I wasn't very strong at that point drugs Mm -hmm. were still like on my mind and thinking how easier it would be just to be on drugs um but I went to the store and I saw my drug dealer I only had one drug dealer he didn't even live Mm -hmm. in the town that I in I saw my drug dealer at the grocery store and I had to take my children in the bathroom and hide because I wasn't ready to face that I didn't know you know what would happen Mm -hmm. and I started to think about God's word and what he had given me and I I started to think maybe Florida is where I need to be and to this day how I did it I really don't I I told their dads that I was going to go to a program here in Florida and that I was going to get help and I would only be here for six months. And, uh, you know, that wasn't the case. That, that wasn't the plan initially. But I was so worried about the backlash that other people were going to feel towards me. Mm-hmm. So I prayed about more and I just packed up my car which was old it was old old I'm shocked that it made it to Florida I packed up my car with what it would fit I know the one piece of furniture I had was a lamp that's it I had a lamp and some Mm -hmm. clothes 
And uh, I moved to Florida. I just moved to Florida. I just did it. And it's confusing to me now. And I, I can't imagine one night away from the kids now. But somehow, mm-hmm. you know, God brought me to Florida. And uh, the healing came from God speaking through my mom. And, you know, mm-hmm. all these things. I was so worried that these people back from my town and who I thought, you know, were friends or mm-hmm. they were family were so close, right? So it came mm-hmm. out that I'm a drug addict. Well, the whole town found out like very fast. I'm a drug addict right. and how could I do that? Uh, I'm a mom mm-hmm. and wow. that is disgusting. Like you're a failure. You're nothing. You will never be anything. I didn't have one mm-hmm. friend. All my friends stopped speaking to me, and everybody wow. was talking about me. And it, at that time, it affected me. It really affected me because I wanted people to support me, to know that right. I'm going to make it people to turn to. But right. God knew those weren't the right people that I needed. I didn't need right. those people investing right. in a recovery or investing mm-hmm. into my future. It was hurtful for sure. Um, yes. I knew everybody back home was talking about me. I left my kids. Well, the, the word was I abandoned my children and mm-hmm. I'm selfish. And so many things that were said about me. And uh, it took a long time to actually overcome that about me worrying about what other people thought of me. Um, Come on. Long time. And it, now I look at it and I'm thinking these people that have an opinion of me, they're not in my life. You know, they're looking mm-hmm. at my life and have an opinion, but they have nothing to do with my life. And I have people right. that I respect and uh, mm-hmm. that I turn to and those people, mm-hmm. their opinion of me matters. Uh, but that's it. it in some ways too at that I feel comfortable with every choice that I make and I know I've made it with a thought process and you know how my choices are going to affect others so somehow God removed that from me and I can't even tell you when it was because it wasn't but maybe uh, two three years ago that I thought it doesn't matter what they think of me their opinion doesn't affect my life their hatred towards me only affects yes. them. They're hurting themselves because I feel nothing from that. I feel nothing oh. hatred or their opinion or how I should be living my life. That doesn't affect right. me. That doesn't affect right. my life the way I live. It doesn't affect who I am as a person. It doesn't affect me. Right. So these people in Indiana, some most of them, they still have a problem with me. They still hate me. But I don't sleep any right. different at night. Right. So I don't entertain that. I hear stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, that, that's unfortunate. Um, it really is. But my mom was everything to me. Like wow. when I moved to Florida, when I first moved to Florida, you don't become sober. You don't get sober and it's all butterflies and happiness and flowers. It is hard. It is so hard. I'm telling you. In the sense of relating to another addict, there's no way to put it that first year will be the hardest year 
of your life, not just of your sobriety, but of your life. Everything that all the choices that you've you made while you were using are now consequences while you're sober. So come on, you deal with unpaid, you know, hospital bills where you went to go get drugs at, you know, all wow. those things. Yeah, you're yes. like. I'm a server at Longhorn and I can only handle a few hours a week. How am I supposed to pay these hospital bills? You know, when I first wow. moved here, I had so much problem with my teeth and there, there mm-hmm. wasn't any front teeth rotting out and I didn't lose any um, front teeth, thank God. But I know mm-hmm. the first month I was here, I had an abscess tooth and I'm telling you, I would rather be in labor than have an abscess tooth and I had no money. And I had nothing, you know, I wanted to take a pain pill so bad because I was in so much pain. However, right. I, I wasn't going to for anything. I mean, you know, God provided a way for me to get $7,000 of dental work done. And, you know, wow. I, I never took a pain pill, not for any tooth that they pulled, um, other dental work that they had done. They offered me pain pills and I was like, nope. No, I'm an addict. I can't. I'm very open with my recovery. Um, so, you know, the the first year was tremendously difficult, and mm-hmm. I I just the world was just ending. Like every problem, my mom always says, "Leanna, don't create problems that aren't there." Right. I, I wanted to defend that, but mom, but mom, right? And so, but mom, my, um, yeah my mom and I would sit down and we would pray and we would pray Mm. pray, and she would pray and I would just listen I had to be willing to accept that prayer and to listen to what she is saying and her conversations with God because I'm like a new Christian basically I was raised in church but a Christian how do you talk to God like how do you cry out to God how does God show up in your life how does it work that God gives you words when you need them. How, how does this right. work? I'm still negative. Mm-hmm. I'm still always, you know, looking down, but hearing how she carries herself in the presence of God and he accepted yes. her for anything. Right. It, it wasn't right. a question. God was hearing what she said and he knew her heart. So if she, yes. you know, starts about something and breaks down crying, I could feel that. I could feel right. The, as I talk to God, you know, right. and like, I really um, am able to connect with God through praise and worship. So I keep it on all the time. But there are moments that I'm driving down the highway and God uses a song to touch my heart and I'll cry oh. and I'll, I'll lift up my hands and, you know, I might look like a crazy person, but I feel God right then and there. Come on. And I'm so thankful for those opportunities, but it's because I've seen them in my mother that I knew that they were possible. Mm-hmm. Um, to break, to break this negativity that I always brought. My mom used to make yes. me repeat after her, and I mm-hmm. did not like it. This is so embarrassing. This isn't going to work. Like, mm-hmm. I just. But now looking at it, I'm so thankful. It, it, I, I'm. I was taught how to be thankful, even in the worst circumstances. So even though I had the doctor bill, I was never going to be able to pay for 
prescription of maybe 30 Lortabs, it was going to be okay. My life wasn't ending. Just because, yes. you know, John Kate called me and, and we had fights and they cussed me out, called me a drug addict. It was okay. Like, I didn't have to, it was the way I responded to it um, mm -hmm. that would make the difference. So wow. I did that. I have a year sober. I, at that point, I had worked at Longhorn when I started, when I moved to Florida. And um, I got fired because I, you know, I went off on another uh, employee over. She was talking about me being in recovery. She found it on my mom's Facebook. So she was telling everybody at work that I, I'm a drug addict. And I didn't care, but, but you know, mm -hmm. I should it's share. Treatment so I got, right. yeah, I, so I got fired. And here I am, oh. still all over the place. Mine just everywhere. Um, my mm -hmm. boss said, you belong across the street at Texas Roadhouse. So I got a job there. I've worked there for um, four and a half years. It has given me purpose and meaning. And it's helped in my recovery. It allows mm -hmm. me to go to church when I need to be there. They work with me, but it's helped me grow. It's helped me learn what integrity really means and um, it's helped develop me and these people have invested in my life and so many people in Florida have supported me and I've never had that ever and like these people are actually proud of me and uh, it means so much but I worked at Texas Roadhouse for a while still continuing to build my relationship with God one day at church it was a Sunday. They were talking about God's purpose. And uh, I kind of got an understanding of what it meant to fulfill God's purpose. So I prayed mm -hmm. about it. I prayed and I didn't hear anything from God. I was walking out to my car, leaving church service. And I can remember looking down at my foot in the gravel and God saying, your your purpose is to be an addiction counselor and I hear that and I'm thinking I'm not worthy enough I'm not good enough to do that like I I barely have a high school diploma I didn't even know if I actually graduated I was thinking one day I would get my GED <clears throat> and I just I mean I wanted that of course I wanted that I just didn't know that I would be able to do that. But, you know, God moved instantly after that. Um, God put people in my life. This girl who's my age started talking to me about her going to college. And I told her, well, I don't have enough money, but I would love to go to college. Well, I didn't realize that there were financial aid helped people like me. So... Mm -hmm. I was a little over three years sober when um, I realized my calling and I was about almost four years sober when I started to put things into place to fulfill God's calling. Mm -hmm. So I, I had a high school diploma. I signed up for college courses. I got mm -hmm. everything figured out. 
and I started college and, and uh, I've I'm halfway to my associates so I want to finish my associates in psychology with pursuing my bachelor's um, in the field because you can you know make it more specific of what you want to do in your career when you get mm-hmm. into your bachelor's but I've made straight A's and that's only God. I mean, Come on. with drugs, I was putting my body, there should have been holes in my brain, like physical holes that develop why? in your why? brain. And that's why? why, you know, it takes a year to start producing serotonin properly and the feel good feelings out of pure natural, like not um, medicated induced feelings that produce your serotonin and the the things that make you feel good. I should have had all gone. I mean, there was, I should have a, I mean, not a learning disability, but um, a disadvantage on taking on any new information because of the way I've treated my body for so long. Um, Mm. But I make three days. I wrote an essay in regards to addiction and identifying as an addict for the rest of your life. As most, you know, programs teach you, you have to wake up every morning and and look in the mirror and say, I'm an addict. And to me, that's just crazy. On the religious aspect of it, I think, okay, God has set you free. God is working in your life. God is gonna continue to move in your life. And then on the aspect of like AA and NA, it's just completely different. Uh, you just have to separate that. But, you know, I wrote a paper about it and mm-hmm. it was published by the school. I mean, it's in mm-hmm. a book. Right. Um, so I've had opportunities. I um, have my family restored. And, you know, I don't think I mentioned how God restored my children to me because it's only God that this could have happened. And if we can't go back to that, it's part of God fulfilling his promises. And I don't know how, but when God gives you a promise, he will fulfill it. He will not let you down on that. It's it's just the way and that's the way it's going to be. Right. You know, I tried, I tried to, fight for my children I had a custody case for my son and I just knew I was going to win because this was God's promise to me he promised me that he was going to restore my children to me so me pursuing this custody case I was going to get my son and you know I lost that custody case and I said Mm. you know where are you at God you gave me this promise where are you at well looking back on it now God was still working in me. I couldn't be the mother that Miles needed me to be with that, you know, sobriety under my belt. Maybe it was almost two years. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't mentally capable of being a consistent mom that he needed. With my daughter, God just put her in my lap. I mean, sweetest girl ever. God just, I went to visit the kids and she, mm-hmm. no expectations of anything, just going to see them. Mm-hmm. And Indiana, 
I brought her home with me. And I, I didn't have anything. I didn't have any money. I didn't have clothes for her. I didn't have toys for her. We were going to be sharing a bedroom. But God gave me her. And uh, I just didn't understand why God didn't give me my son in that mm-hmm. moment. But he did fulfill his promise. He yeah. did set me free. He did save me from addiction. He saved my mm-hmm. life. He has a purpose in my life. Uh, but this has taken time to to realize it. It wasn't in the beginning. Right. You know, and continuing to pursue the highest relationship with God that I can possibly have, because uh, on my hardest days, I don't have the cravings for drugs anymore. I don't get those triggers for drugs anymore. But on my hardest days, I can still be thankful. Through it all, through everything I've been through, I am thankful for exactly where I am right now. Why? It it still doesn't make sense. And I still have moments of grief. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is sober now. But I have moments of grief. A couple weeks ago, I saw a picture of my brother. And I was sitting in my closet. And it took my breath away, Miss Yolanda. Like, Mm -hmm. it took the breath out of me and I sobbed quietly in my closet for that moment so you know my kids wouldn't hear me or, or Kate and uh, I felt that grief but I didn't mm-hmm. go out because of it Wow! and I just make that difference in other people's lives I had um, you know I passed out in the middle of the night going to the bathroom and I shattered my ankle and the bone that holds it together so I had to have surgery and um, my ankle replaced and that bone, bone, I'm not really sure what it's called, but after the accident in the hospital, when they tried to give me morphine, I declined. Come after on. my surgery, they tried to give me Percocets, I declined. And I, like I said, I'm not a strong person. I actually feel physical pain more intense because I've numbed those receptors for so long with pain pills that now this pain that you experience is more intensified. So I did all of that without anything, took some ibuprofen. So I know Mm -hmm. if I can do that, other people can do that. Yeah, but I want I want to um I I gotta I gotta stop you from you know stop you there because you said that you're not a strong person. That's a lie. That's a lie. Um, the truth is that you are strong and you're able to endure. You're able to um to um to suffer long. You're able to do anything you put your mind to do with the help of God because you did it. Because a lot of people would have said, well, you know, maybe this is God. I'm just gonna I'm not gonna. Um, take the pills, but I'll take the prescription and I'll just, you know, get it filled and I'll have the pills in the in the uh, cover. I'll have the pills in my, you know, cabinet in the bathroom and, and I'll just have them there just in case. But knowing at the back of their mind that that those pills are there in the back of their mind, they're probably going to take it when things get really rough so they can, you know, go back to it on, you know, not knowing at that moment, that's what they're really doing. But in the back of their mind, that's what their mind is that that stronghold is telling them, get them just in case, just in case. But you said, no, from the beginning, I don't, don't give them prescription. I'm not going to get them filled. I'm not 
get the pills and take them to my house. I don't want anything at all. I'll just deal with the pain because this has this has been my long time issue since I was 16 years old is learning how to medicate the pain i'm feeling is more of an external feeling and and i'm not going to medicate that because everything i felt internally with the loss of this of my dad loss of my brother i've learned how to internalize i've learned how to medicate the inner pain and so this external pain it is fine it is well with my soul i'm just going to do right. this pain and i'm and and that that shows strength right there my people will not be able to handle going through such an intense surgery and be able to go home with just ibuprofen, with just taking over the counter medication because that is that is that is a lot, you know. And you are stronger mentally just because you said no, and that that shows a form and a sign. And saying that I refuse to to take anything that's going to cause me to relapse and go back to that place where I come from. So. When you are weak, God is strong and he has strengthened you for a time such as this in your life that you said, I'm having to deal with, you know, uh, hospital bills. I'm having to deal with trying to get my children back. I'm having to deal with me losing my job. And, you know, it's just the backlash of your past following you and then it's not affecting you. So I'm not that person anymore, but how can you really explain to these people that I'm not my past? You know, I've left that past behind and not only did I leave from one state to come here, but I left all completely. I'm not, I'm no longer that person. I'm a new creature in Christ. Come on. I found God. I'm what God is I found God because God has always, always been here with us. So you found Christ, you found help, you found deliverance, you found healing, you found deliverance. And you said, and I'm, 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 I'm over that. But then your past trickled itself in and it just caused people that were in your life that was, you said was not really for you. Two of you, you dealt with, you deal with that. But you said, God, I'm not even good how they feel about me i'm over that so that is a that is a good thing that you're not dealing with you know people accepting you and what they have to say about you how they feel about you you were over that so i'm just so great able to express yourself and talk about it um and we now we've gotten past that point of saying that you are strong and that's, that's going to be your worst. I am strong and I'm able to do this. I can handle anything that is put into my life with the help of the Lord. I cannot do it by myself. I know I need God to do this thing. And he has helped me with all the other things I've had in my life. So long as I got God, I can overcome. I am more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens me. I am more than a conqueror. You're just not conquering things. You just haven't just conquered things. You are more than a conqueror. So you have conquered all of that. And now you're at a place in your life where you say, I've got to go to school. And I'm going to school now so that I can be a help and a blessing to those addicts and give them hope. So that right. will be part of our next episode and our next topic. So you are strong and continue to say that to yourself. I'm stronger than I know and I'm stronger. I am more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens me. I am more than a conqueror. And so we gotta, I got to stop the podcast right here. We have... I, I, you know, have gotten so much inside information, a lot of knowledge and all, a lot of wisdom from you. And you're talking about, you know, how you've overcome so many different adversities and you life, your new life has began. And thank you for this podcast today. We so appreciate you for it. And we look forward to next week, you know, podcast of how um, you want to give um, addicts hope and how do you go about giving them so 
Um, if you is there anything that you would like to say before we end this podcast? Is there anything that you would like to tell the kings and queens out there who are who are listening to this podcast? Is there anything you would like to say and share with them? I just want it um, to be clearly known that this is only God um, working in me that has set me free to be able to do these things. Of course, right. I I have my. I have my mindset on it. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to do whatever it takes to help other addicts. Um, I'm just, I'm thankful. I'm so thankful. I'm, I've, mm-hmm. I have so much now, not only material wise, but mentally. And I appreciate life so much more because I mm-hmm. have mine. Come so on. I just, and thank you so much for allowing me to share um, on your podcast. I think it's such an honor. It's, um, definitely something that I've wanted to do and so I appreciate it yes ma'am not a problem at all this is this is all God and I'm so grateful that he allowed me you know the opportunity to do this and, and um, have beautiful people like yourself people that have went through things in life that you can tell your 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 life journey your struggles your your um things that you went through in life and then you say hey this is where i was and this is me moving forward and this is this here is a blessing for all of us i mean i know it's therapeutic it's good for you but for us listeners your story it is a blessing to us so we thank you for opening up and sharing your life story your truth to us this is this is truly a blessing we thank you so much for getting on this podcast with us um we look forward to next week when you come back and you tell your to more of your story and how you can be a blessing to addicts and giving them hope we love you and thank you so much so kings and yes, queens thank you there, yeah. Yes, ma'am. You're welcome. So kings and queens out there, thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, we hope and pray that you will get back on to listen to more of her story as she reveals and opens up more to us next week. Thank you, kings and queens out there. God bless you. And as I always say, peace and blessings.